Forty chess. Yeah. Forty chess. Huh. Forty chess. Let's get it. Forty chess. This a trade show, Patreon where the trades go Tapping and watch, that's what you came for Ain't gotta say my name, they know my name, bro What's good, man? We got McNutted in H.E.M. Always start off the show with a trade from them You should always make sure that your trade is in Patreon, why not be a Patreon? Know you wish you could spend every day with them Tap in and say what you gonna say with them Stop home and can fill up a stadium Next time you log in, make sure that you bring a friend We about to kick off, let the day begin Go follow the socials, 40 chess FF is posted If your trade is an F, you get roasted Go like and subscribe for the crew Apple, Spotify, and the YouTube You know Cooper got the wall too Let us give you a walkthrough 40 chess This is 40 chess What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the 40 Chess Dynasty Football Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. You'll be hearing this on Black Friday. Adam and I are actually sitting down after after our little family Thanksgivings recording this episode so we can get it out. And Adam, buddy, I'm thankful for you, first and foremost. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Hope the rest of it after we're done with this is a great Thanksgiving. Plenty of turkey and beer and whatever else you want, <laughs> want to dive oh, yeah. into. Maybe All bourbon. Yes. Turkey and bourbon. Does that go good to good? <laughs> Listen, I've, bourbon I, goes well with everything. I was else. just going to say, I haven't found a pairing that bourbon doesn't go really well with. So, at least for me, <laughs> that's just my preference. But I'm thankful for you, buddy. Uh, thankful for this thing that we're doing. And honestly, grateful for the community that we have, Mike. I think that uh, what we're building here, the... The friendships and relationships we we are building, despite all the you know banter we do, you know we talk a lot of shit to each other, but that's all in good fun. And uh, I think the the relationships and the core of what we're building here at South Harmon is special. So grateful for everybody that's a part of it, as well as obviously you, Mike, finding our uh, you know finding our goofy, crazy ass selves and Heisman Discord. All these you know feels like all these years ago. It doesn't feel like it's that long ago, but it's starting to get longer and longer, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what we're going to do, special Black Friday, Thanksgiving edition, players we're thankful, thankful for in Dynasty, Adam. Yeah. Now kick it off. We'll set the tone here. I am thankful for you, Cheetah, Mr. Tyreek Hill, carrying the wide receivers, carrying just about every single league and warp, carrying teams towards the fantasy playoffs, and hopefully carrying people to a championship. So Tyreek Hill, I am thankful for you. The Cheetah, Adam has been so damn good. Him and Tua, that connection, that Mike McDaniel offense. Uh, we we probably want more from Jalen Waddle, but I don't really care at this point. Tyreek Hill is phenomenal, and I hope he gets that 2K. I hope he gets that 2K that he predicted and people said he was joking. Listen, listen, he's, he's getting it, man. Uh, I'm thankful for that one, too. Let, let me give you one. I don't know which one I should start with, so I'll just go ahead and, you know, since we're – in the spirit of, not really in the spirit of giving, but in the spirit of uh, being thankful, I'm going to be thankful for Puka Nakua. And uh, the reason I have to be thankful for him is because if he did not continue to play well, although there are some definitely some games that are not the old Puka, right? But if he did not uh, continue after whatever that was, week three, when Mike and I made that trade, I, I would have been looking crazy because it was against my process bet, right? And Mike's going to have... Uh, 
the relentless nature to let me live it down. So I'm thankful for Puka Nakua and actually continuing at least to follow up so far on his uh, his his big run. I actually made several trades for him. Um, probably paid closer to what people thought was an overpay at the time, and I'm I'm thankful for the fact that. I mean, frankly, that there's another weapon in this Rams offense, too. Uh, with Cooper Cup being banged up, I mean, it could be really ugly if there's no Kyron and no Cooper Cup out there with no Puka. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Puka's a good one. I just actually pulled a, uh, a Puka Nakua legendary NFL all-day moment here just about a week ago. <laughs> Did you? So, nice. Cha-ching, cash in right there. Serial number 26. Let's go. <laughs> Puka That's a Nakua. big one. That's a big one, man. All right, what do you got? What's, yes. what's number two? Christian McCaffrey, and if it wasn't for him, running backs would be absolute dog turds. A lot of guys up there at the top of warps and points per game who we didn't expect. You know, Alvin Kamara also playing very, very well, but he was suspended for the first three games. Christian McCaffrey from jump of this season has just been insert, plug-and-play, elite running back, and there's a reason why every single warp graph has him there. And then a massive fall-off to whoever the hell number two is, whether that's Raheem Mostert, Kamara, etc., I know in the last couple weeks, people had been talking about Jameer Gibbs had kind of been outpacing him for the RB1, but that's a small sample size. Over the course of a whole season, Chris McCaffrey has been the one to propel some of my dynasty teams that I own him in into a championship windows. So hopefully, hopefully he's propelling you. Though, though this is the funny thing, Adam. I did kind of look around today. We're at Thanksgiving here and uh, hanging out with the fam and messing around on the phone, checking out the old sleeper. and I did find a few teams that are, uh, you know, 7th, 8th, ninth place rostering a Christian McCaffrey yet. <laughs> it really made me wonder, what the hell are you people doing? <laughs> well, why? I don't know. I mean, Mike, the thing about Christian McCaffrey, too, to your point, uh, before I go to mine, at least I'll, I'll talk about this just a, bu- just a bit. Like, I think right now, with the way that running backs are currently being viewed anyway, um... Like this is such a big one. Um, obviously, Mike taking two of the uh, the cream de la creme. Uh, you know, starting right at the top, going wasting no time. But because the running back Mike is so devalued right now, and it's becoming a dynasty consensus, right? There was times when running backs' values would inflate and uh, go up and down, right? You got them in flux. But the community as a whole has never been more out on the position. So the fact that you have that going on, if you were to take Christian McCaffrey out. Mike, let's say he was hurt, okay, or, or just wasn't playing, wasn't playing for the Niners. Just this season that we're seeing from McCaffrey, if it's not around, like, I mean, can you imagine? It's hard to imagine how much worse the view in Dynasty could be for a running back landscape as a whole. So Christian McCaffrey, to your point, is um, really, Mike, I think, carrying the position. I don't know if you had anything further on that point, but it's just kind of crazy to think about how far we've come in a year's time, really, like a year and a half to you know running back yep. still having some value and now we're at like Christian McCaffrey's basically holding this position on by himself how long do we think he can keep it going too like what would you <clears throat> next year for sure I, I'll say this Mike I, what's nice though about the way I'm switching uh, my viewpoint on the running back position is it's year to year so right now like because I'm not really valuing um you know all the all that much of two three years out Every single year I have him, I'm just like, listen, if he cliffs, I won't be shocked, but I'm riding this production until it's done, man. I'm riding this thing to the grave, right? I mean, it'd be uh, be coming up on the magical 29. I mean, uh, him and Alvin Kamara, they both kind of have games that's going to age well, right, because of their receiving production. 
shit at him. Like, you might be looking at the guy who's still the RB1 heading into next year. <laughs> no question. Still the RB1. That's, that's the crazy. Uh, that's the thing, Mike. If Christian McCaffrey either got hurt or started the cliff next year, I don't think anybody would be surprised. However, no. the flip side is just as much true. If he was the dominant running back one again next year, I don't think people would be surprised, and they shouldn't be anyway, right? Yeah. I think that's that, a. Yeah. I think that's another point uh, to think about as we're getting ready to transition from the season into the off season. In the off season, CMC buy low window might be there just because age and people get crazy, man. Pow. So if you have a chance, go do it. Pow. Sell one of these uh, Zach Charbonnet, Kendra Miller types, especially if they pop late in the season. Package that shit together. Go get Christian McCaffrey and just wait till the fantasy season kicks off and you're going to look like a genius for buying low on Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I'm thankful for him, Adam. <laughs> Who you got next? All right. Uh, I am thankful for Brandon Ayuk. And, Mike, I think uh, this one, you know, he, he's not, I would say, at the top of the warp chart, the warp page, right? Um, but he's high enough up, and he's a difference maker enough. And he's, to me, carved himself into the clear wide receiver one in the San Francisco offense that, Mike, you and I have been waiting for for, it feels like for forever, at least yeah, two seasons, right? For it to finally feel like here he is and establish himself. Um, not part-time, seen it the whole season. And, Mike, I mean, there's just last week, again, he has another great game. Um, I think a discounted wide receiver that if you didn't get one of these studs early, Brandon Ayuk is one of the guys that if you were to get in the fifth, sixth, seventh round of startups, you have to be thankful for. So for me, Mike, having so many shares of him, I'm sure you do too, got to be thankful for Brandon Ayuk, man. I think for him, for me, he's one of the ones I have so much exposure to is a big, big part of my, uh, you know, I have to be thankful. Uh, minor thankful. I'm actually thankful for Brock Purdy's ability to get Brandon Ayuk the damn football. Unlike Fair. Jimmy G for all those years. <laughs> so are you saying you're thankful for Brock Purdy right now? Is that what I'm hearing? Minor. Minor. Okay, minor. Diet. Diet. Diet thankful. Like this is a like soy turkey. This is. I mean, this is a <laughs> this is a big moment, man. This is a huge moment a for the fantasy football community. Turkey. <laughs> this is a, you know, impossible turkey. Like if Burger King did it, <laughs> something I mean, like that. Now, now Brock Purdy has been playing very well the last couple of weeks, and honestly has been a value this season. But I will say, Mike, um, at least in the case of Brandon Ayuk, you got to be pretty damn bad. This dude, his separation and how open he gets when. Um, thriving is just ridiculous. You have to be pretty bad to be missing him. Well, Jimmy G did a great job of missing on Devontae Adams <laughs> and Jacoby Myers too. So Jimmy G showed yeah. us why uh, why we're thankful for Brock Purdy. How about that? Love it, love it. How about this for a thankful Adam? Okay, it's gonna be my last one. All right, my last one I got for you right here. Okay, but it's gonna be multiple people. I am thankful for you, Taysom Hill, Jonu Smith, and Hunter Henry. And I am thankful for you for two reasons. In my lineup leagues, embracing that A-warp tight end life, baby. The A-warp tight end life. If you have a tight end who has value and someone wants to give you something for him, out the door you go. I replace you with any number of turds, and I just roll them out on a weekly basis. And, Adam, our favorite, best ball leagues. People always looking at it going, Mike, you can never build a contender. You don't have a tight end room. Guess what? They don't matter. I just find these dudes later, right? I find three, four of them, and this is my tight end room forever. And actually, Adam, if you look at warp, if you look at points per game, however you want to look at it, doesn't really matter, man. Those tight ends, those turds, those John Smiths, those Taysom Hills, those Hunter Henry, 
They keep pace with just about anybody in the entire league. So, A-Warp tight ends, baby. Love you. That's a good one, man. I mean, you, you mentioned three, but there's there's really a ton of tight ends we could mention in this A-Warp tight end life, right? Um, yep. I will say uh, I am thankful for, at this point, Mike, Justin Herbert. I got to put him in here because Justin Herbert was somebody that I think last year um, did not perform relative to expectations, and a lot of that was actually due to the injury and the situation he had. This year, Mike, he's uh, becoming one of the guys that if you did invest early in quarterback, you're not guaranteed. If you invested early in quarterback, you're not guaranteed to be thriving in, in the situation that we expected this year. Justin Herbert's one of the guys, though, that is the exception to that, and he is definitely helping you win a ton of games. I look across, Mike, and Justin Herbert's inside the top, like 3-4 in basically every format in Warp. And, um, I mean, I I find that the teams I have him on, generally, unless I'm in a rebuild and he's just one of the rare pieces in that rebuild, that team's actually thriving and at least going to make the playoffs, if not have a chance for a bye. I think it's so strange, too. Wasn't there a realistic conversation around justin herbert or trevor lawrence oh like dude it was right they were they were viewed as the same Ooh. thing right damn yeah damn. man definitely have gone in opposite direction since then haven't they <laughs> yes <laughs> and, and that's kind of what you're talking about too with the quarterback situation right t laws kind of disappointed for as a whole adam let's just talk about it. the quarterback situation as a whole for this year has kind of disappointed right patrick mahomes has just kind of been meh meh it's going to raise a lot of interesting questions if he's still the uh, the difference maker, right? The the one hundred and one, right? And you thought maybe maybe here at the end of the season he'll start turning it on, but I guess maybe that Eagles defense was a little bit too tough. Actually, it wasn't <laughs> just the Eagles defense. In fact, his receivers can't catch anything. Right? Yeah, I feel that, bad that's for, a big part. For Patrick Holmes actually a little yeah. bit. Right. That that last game, man, twenty six drops, dude. I mean, holy crap. I don't think, I don't recall seeing I've seen games where where receivers have really let down. It it felt like as a whole that was rough. Even Kelsey was doing stuff, man. Right. Right. Well, no Taylor Swift in the building, so that was to be expected. <laughs> he was he, and he was very upset on multiple occasions, right, Travis? Hey, did you catch it? Did you catch how uh, DeAndre Swift and uh Jason Kelsey walked out? Yeah. Pretty awesome. I did. Pretty awesome. I did. It was pretty amazing. No, for the for the quarterbacks, man, it's just been Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen pretty much carrying those elite guys. And then uh, Justin Herbert, it's nice to see him to be in that mix. Everybody else, kind of been disappointed, man. Joe Burrow, <laughs> I know he was playing well there right before he got hurt, but uh, to start the year, it was terrible. It was god-awful. Yeah. He was even worse than Justin Herbert was last year. I think Justin Herbert was like that middle of the pack, like 15-ish kind of, uh, kind of player, no matter – where you looked at it, war points per game, et cetera, and you're like, oh, come on, man, you're supposed to be an elite quarterback. That's where Joe Burrow started, and now we don't get any more Joe Burrow for the rest of the year. Wild, wild quarterbacks, super flex have been bad, so uh, I'm not thankful for that, Adam. <laughs> you're making us look like asses, trading up into the first round everywhere, trying to get two of yeah. you guys. Most of you suck. Not, not <laughs> thankful for the, the ones that let us down. That's why you got to shout out the ones that are standing up and, and staying true to the, what, we, what we told them all offseason, all right? Thank you. Thank you, Herbert. Do you think with Herbert, probably going to have a new situation next year, new coaching staff? We hope, man. My goodness. Do you think uh, it's kind of like the Washington where uh, Kellen Moore has been so good for him that maybe they keep him around as the OC? Kind of like with Washington, if they get rid of Rivera, they'll probably keep the enemy around. I, I think there's a case to be made. I I could see it going either way, but I do think that there's a chance that a total new coaching staff comes in and like, listen, we, we have some things to clean up, decision-making, defense side of the ball, but 
offensively, like him and Herbert have just been so good together. If we can keep that going, uh, why why make Herbert have to go through this early in his career a big shift when you can just keep the continuity? Right. That's at least for me. That's kind of the way I view it. Maybe if they uh, they clean house, they promote those offense coordinators to head coaches too. So that's something to think about. Something to keep in mind here for this that, offseason. That would be interesting. I think people would be not happy just because it feels like people are ready to be not happy about the Chargers situation as a whole, and rightfully so in a way. Period. But I don't know. For the for the Washington one with enemy like it feels like it should be, right? We've been talking about him getting a head coaching job for, for years, it feels, and he never gets one. So why not? He's yeah. made Washington actually competent. So Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's at least got to be strongly considered, man, minimum. Well... Adam, that's our uh, a quick and dirty, thankful edition. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back next week with more in-depth strategy, dynasty talk, back to live streaming, the whole thing. But wanted to get something out to the folks, wanted to get something out to you guys, let you know how thankful we are for you, and show our appreciation for the fantasy players that have made our lives so much easier because so many of them make our lives so much harder. <laughs> so many of them true. break our hearts every single Sunday or true, Thursday. True. Or now we got Friday football or Monday football <laughs> or you know a couple of weeks we'll probably have some Saturday football coming let's, up. Let, let's make it a whole a whole week, man. Let's just do the whole thing. You just know? heartbreak every single week. It's good so far. This week has actually been fun, right? Uh, got to see jo- Jordan Love ball out of his mind. Christian Watson you came back. Christ- you got a Christian Watson and Jordan Love sighting. You had, I think, Micah, the interesting part, too, of this will be with this team playing so well, the Detroit Lions going to the other side of the ball. Um, Jared Goff honestly got in this Sean McVay, I want to say in this rut with McVay where he was in his craw kind of because the team was so good and Jared Goff wasn't the guy to get him over the hump. I don't think it's right or fair this time around, but I could see a situation where this team is so damn good. And if it comes down to Goff making turnovers and bad decisions, hold over the football too long, all of a sudden he finds himself right back in that same situation he was in in LA, man. And I didn't, I, before today, I wouldn't have said that at all. Can you hear the whispers? Yes, can I can hear him. And an hooker. And an hooker. I, <laughs> I, I, I almost, in a way, for Jared Goff's sake, I wouldn't mind them doing that because back to Jared Goff. Back to Jared Goff. <laughs> yeah, okay, put him back in. <laughs> All right, we, we, went, we went too far. <laughs> we got too far. No, we appreciate everybody. We'll see you back here uh, same time, same place. Adam, best to you and your family on this uh, Thanksgiving holiday. Best to everybody who supports us. Really appreciate y'all. We're thankful for you. and. Hope everybody has a great holiday weekend. Absolutely. We'll see you back here same time, same place next week for the 40 Chess Dynasty Football Podcast. We're out of this thing. Peace. See ya. See ya.